الله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مغل له ومن يذلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله Verily the praise belongs to Allah, we praise Him, seek His assistance and forgiveness, and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil consequences of our deeds. Whoever Allah guides, there is no one that can lead Him astray, and whoever Allah leads astray, there is no one that can guide Him. I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone, and that he has no partners or associates and I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave servant and his messenger I would like to begin this evening by briefly reviewing the previous point which we discussed in the explanation of Al-Aqidah al Al-Imam Abu Ja'fa Al-Tahawi in which he says in point number 52 وَنَقُولُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ اتَّخَذَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خَلِيلًا And we say that verily Allah has taken Ibrahim alayhi salam as his khalil, his close, trusted, faithful friend. وَكَلَّمَ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا and he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has spoken to Musa alayhi salam with real speech. Imanan wa tasdeeqan wa taslima. Yani we say this, we testify to the fact that Allah has taken Ibrahim alayhi salam as his khalil and that he has spoken to Musa alayhi salam with real speech. We say such with iman, imanan, وَتَصْدِيقًا وَتَسْلِيمًا Having faith and conviction that this is a fact, that these are facts, that they are true. Uh, we affirm the truthfulness of these statements and we submit to them and surrender ourselves to this reality uh, wholeheartedly. The Shaykh Muhammad Al-Khumayis Muhammad ibn Abdurrahman al-Khamis in his brief explanation of this point says that verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken his prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam as a khalil, as a close trusted friend just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran in Surah Al-Nisa chapter 4 verse 125 وَاتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خَلِيلًا and Allah has taken Ibrahim as a Khalil. So Allah has brought him close to himself. He has selected him and chosen him and brought him near to him 
and he has caused him to reach a station or a status that no one besides him has reached except the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam then he says also that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has spoken to Musa alayhi salam speaking to him with real speech just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Misa chapter 4 verse 164 وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا and Allah has spoken to Musa with real speech so Allah has affirmed He has affirmed by using this word in Arabic language تَكْلِيمًا after saying that He has spoken to Musa with the words كَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى he confirmed that he really means real speech by using the Arabic masdar, the infinitive noun, uh, to make clear that it is his intention here by these words, Kallam Allah Musa, it is his intention to mean that he spoke to him in reality with real speech so that no one would be deceived or led astray to imagine as those who went astray to imagine that it wasn't real speech and they might deny or negate the sifa or the characteristic of al-kalam that Allah has the characteristic of speaking that they might deny such that يعني, refuse to accept the fact that in fact Allah speech speaks in fact it is real speech with letters and sound in a way that is suitable and appropriate to the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yani his speech is not like the speech of any of his creatures but it is a speech, real speech but the type of speech that is suitable and appropriate for the greatness and glory and the divinity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we believe in all of this just as it has been reported to us in the authentic text whether from the Quran or the Sahih Hadith we don't deny any of it, we don't make nafi, negation of any of what Allah has said in the Qur'an or what the Prophet ﷺ has reported or has informed us of and it has been reported to us by authentic hadith nor do we make ta'wil or try to re-explain or interpret in a way other than the intended meaning uh, having true faith in this information, confirming it and submitting to that which Allah intended and that which the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam intended by these words this is in brief يعني, the topic that we discussed last week although we did uh, mention some further details uh, from the Sharh the more expansive or extensive comprehensive Sharh of Al-Imam Ibn Abi Al-Iz Rahimahullah in his explanation of Al-Aqidah Sahawiyyah but let it suffice just as a quick review to mention these few words the second point of this uh, sub chapter is point number 53 the saying of al-imam al-tahawi rahimahullah wa nu'minu bil malaika wal nabiyyin wal kutub al-munazzala ala al-mursaleen wa nashhadu annahum كانوا على الحق المبين 
that we believe having iman and true faith in the angels that is the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the nabiyeen the prophets who he sent revelation to as well as the books which he have sent down or revealed to the messengers we believe in the angels the prophets and the divine revealed books that have been sent down to the messengers and we testify to the fact that those prophets and messengers were all following the clear truth and they were on the way of al-haq al-mubin the clear truth about which there is no doubt here the shaykh al-khumayis hafidhullah mentions these three points or these three aspects of this point and concerning the angels the prophets and the revealed books in brief he says that we believe in, in the angels that they are creatures created by Allah they are of the creatures of Allah number one number two that they are created from light and the substance that the angels are created from is light what kind of light Allah only knows there is no detailed explanation of such in the Quran or Sunnah but it is clear that they are creatures created from light and they are also great mighty tremendous creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then he mentions the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Tahreem verse 6 Naam. I don't recall the number of Surah Al-Tahreem in any case the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لَا يَعْسُونَ اللَّهِ مَا أَمَرَهُمْ وَيَفْعَلُونَ مَا يُؤْمَرُونَ that they do not in reference to angels they do not disobey Allah in anything that he has ordered or commanded them with and they do whatever they have been ordered this ayah actually uh, is confirmation of the fact that the angels are obedient and that they do not disobey Allah the angels are obedient and do not disobey Allah and the fact that he says he negates disobedience from them that they do not disobey Allah in whatever he has ordered them and then he follows that by saying and they do whatever they are ordered to do and if they don't disobey he, he negates from them disobedience and he affirms for them obedience in whatever they have been commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, these are some of the characteristics of the angels and he goes on to say that they have wings ajniha as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran Surah Al-Fatir verse 1 Alhamdulillah Fatir al-Samawati wal-Ard Ja'ilu al-Malaika Rusulan Kulul ajniha Masna wa thulata wa ruba'a the praise belongs to Allah who has created the heavens and the earth and he has made the angels as messengers he has made the angels as messengers Rusulan and the messengers are of different types messengers from amongst the angels as well as messengers from amongst the men the angels are messengers which have wings pairs two or three or four Also, he said that we believe in the angels 
يعني our iman or our conviction or our belief in angels is in general uh, and we also have a conviction or a faith in the angels in some detail based on whatever came to us in the Quran and Sunnah يعني we are expected to believe in the angels in general and specifically we also believe or have conviction in those things concerning the angels the specific details of which have been mentioned in the Quran and Sunnah the details are what comes from the Quran and Sunnah otherwise we believe in angels in general everybody is expected to believe in the angels if they don't know the details they believe that there are creatures that Allah created they are angels they are obedient to him and the details of it they may know or they may not know whoever searched in the Quran or in the Sunnah then they will also have some of the details that we have been informed of for example of the details concerning the angels is the fact that there is the angel Jibreel yeah, I mean, some of the names of the angels we have been informed of Jibreel, Mikael, Israfil, Malak al Maut, uh, the angel of death, Khazan al Nar, the keeper of the hellfire, Khazan al Jannah, the keeper of the paradise, Naam, Munkar, Wan Nakir, uh, the two angels that question the person in the grave Raqib wa Atid which there is difference of opinion concerning these two expressions are they in fact the names of angels or are they descriptions of angels the angels that record the actions of the human beings wal yani those angels who protect and preserve the deeds of the human beings protect the human beings and other than that and there are other angels some يعني, that are mentioned in some detail and some just mentioned in general uh, concerning the angels يعني, this is the end of what he says concerning the angels and I would just like to add to what he says here some further comments uh, concerning the angels from what was mentioned by an Imam Ibn Abil Iz in his detailed explanation of Al-Aqidah Tahawiyah he says concerning the angels that they have been appointed to have custody of the heavens and the earth so that every movement in this world is connected to or related to the angels and then he mentions a number of ayats in the Quran which describe some of the actions of the angels uh, in Surah Al-Nazi'ah chapter 79 verse 5 uh, as well Surah Al-Zariyat chapter 51 verse 4 and a number of other descriptions and where the angels, actions of the angels are mentioned these are the angels of different types each type being appointed with the responsibility of some aspect or part of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah has appointed for example some of them to be responsible for the mountains 
and some of them to be responsible for the clouds angels responsible for the rain angels responsible for the rahmah or the mercy of Allah angels responsible for the affairs of the fetus in the womb of their mother uh, angels responsible for the servants of Allah to protect and preserve them and to record their deeds the angels responsible for taking the soul of the human beings at the time of death the angels responsible for questioning of the people in the grave uh, angels responsible for the sun and the moon for fire for punishment of the people of the hellfire as well as of the Jannah and the preservation of the uh, paradise and so on then he says the angels are the greatest armies of Allah and here he mentions also some other ayats Surah Al-Mursalat chapter 77 I think in the beginning of the chapter verse 1 uh, also um, Surah Al-Nazi'at chapter 79 from the beginning of the chapter verse 1 and uh, As-Safat chapter Ma'adri I think it's chapter 37 from the beginning of that chapter all of these are ayahs describing some of the descriptions of the groups of the angels and some of their actions then he says that of these angels are those who are angels of mercy those who are angels of punishment those which are responsible for carrying the arsh of Allah angels which are responsible or who are concerned with or occupied with tasbih declaring the perfection of Allah taqdis and salat and other types of angels whose number cannot be counted then he says uh, that the head of the or the heads or the main angels the greatest of them or the most superior of the angels are three Jibrail or Mikael or Israfil and these angels are responsible for Al-Hayat the life the life and he says the explanation of this is that Jibrail that he has been responsible or appointed to carry the revelation the Wahy which is the life for the heart and souls of the human beings the revelation of Allah and Mikael is responsible for the rain which is the life of the earth and the plant and the animals and Israfil was responsible for blowing in the horn or the trumpet at the time of the resurrection uh, and this يعني, will actually be the signal or the cause for the bringing back to life of all the human beings who died and were buried in the earth that they will come forth to life again after their death then he also says that there are angels يعني, so many angels that there are those who enter al-bayt al-ma'amur 
in the heavens from them there are 70,000 who enter Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur every day and that 70,000 never return until the end of their existence yani that every day another group of 70,000 come never repeating or never returning those which entered once never to return again he says the, ang- the angels have been mentioned throughout the Quran the different types and stations uh, sometimes they are mentioned along with Allah sometimes uh, yani as a means of honor of those angels which Allah wants to honor And he says that also, and not only in the Quran, but also in the authentic Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there is so many and innumerable places in which the angels have been mentioned uh, and their descriptions and so on. Then he makes a long discussion, which there's no time to, and really it's not of that much importance, but there's a long discussion, comparison between the human beings and the angels, in which there was difference of opinion among some of the scholars were the angels superior to human beings or human beings superior to the angels and uh, he mentions the evidences of those who say that the angels are superior to the righteous from amongst the human beings and the evidence of those who say that the righteous human beings were superior to the angels and in the end of it all there is no clear definite proof on one side or another and uh, not only that but also I mean, if the angels are superior, the humans are superior, there's not that much benefit in either case, whichever one may be the fact. Uh, then the Sheikh mentions the second point here that we believe in the prophets whom Allah has chosen from amongst humanity. And he has given them the special honor of receiving the revelation and the legislation for the guidance of humanity. And these prophets and messengers, they are from amongst the male of human beings, not from female, and they are from amongst the free, not from slaves. Also, they are from the best of the people of their nations. And we believe in these prophets as it has been reported to us in detail in the Quran or in the Sunnah and we also believe in general in the prophets concerning those things which we didn't get any details we believe in general that the prophets were sent and what their mission was and Allah says in the Quran concerning those which are not mentioned in Surah Al-Nisa chapter 4 verse 164 وَرُسُلًا قَدْ قَصَصْنَاهُمْ عَلَيْكَ That there are some messengers we have mentioned their stories to you مِنْ قَبْلُ From previously وَرُسُلًا لَمْ نَقْصُصْهُمْ نَقُصْ لَمْ نَقُصْهُمْ عَلَيْكَ And there are also messengers who we have not mentioned or whose stories have not been mentioned So this is the proof that there are messengers which Allah has mentioned and there are messengers whom Allah did not mention those who are mentioned in the Quran by name are 25 and the number of the prophets and messengers are far beyond this number of those who are mentioned in the Quran as 
يعني has been reported in the authentic sunnah Al-Imam Ibn Abil Iz in his explanation concerning the Prophet he says as for the Prophets and Messengers we are required to have faith in them those who are mentioned by Allah in the Quran as well as those whom Allah sent whom he did not mention Messengers and Prophets we don't know all of their names or their number no one knows except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we believe in them in general as he says here since no text or specific any indication has been made in the Quran or Sunnah and in fact concerning this point there is difference of opinion some of the scholars confirmed some hadith as being authentic and some of them declared such hadith which mentioned the number of prophets and messengers as not being authentic and Allah knows best but the correct opinion appears to be that the hadith concerning the number of prophets and messengers is in fact authentic is in fact authentic uh, as has been mentioned by some of the scholars of hadith Let me mention some of the ayahs concerning the prophets and messengers. And he says that we believe that all of them, every prophet and messenger, delivered the message that he was sent with and completed the assignment that he was assigned with just as Allah ordered him to do so. Then he says that also from amongst the prophets and messengers, uh, or from the messengers, there are those ulul azm, those of firm conviction, who have been يعني, specifically mentioned their superiority and their status above the other messengers. There's difference of opinion concerning them, and the best opinion or the strongest opinion is that which has been mentioned by Imam Al Bagawi uh, and others besides him as it has been reported from Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, may Allah be pleased with him and his father and it has also been reported from Qatada rahimahullah that those ulul azm that they are Nuh, Noah alayhi salam and Ibrahim alayhi salam Musa alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam and Muhammad the last of the messengers of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam Then he mentions concerning this some of the verses which suggest that these five messengers are in fact those who are referred to as Ulul Azm. Uh, and one of those proofs is in Surah Al Ahzab, chapter 33, verse 7, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَإِذْ أَخَذْنَا مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ مِيثَاقَهُمْ And when we took from the prophets their covenant. In general, he mentions the prophets here, and then he mentions specifically Waminka, and from you, that is Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, as the first of them, Wamin Nuh from Noah alayhi salam, 
ومن وابراهيم عليه السلام وموسى عليه السلام وعيسى ابن مريم يعني this is mentioned in the Quran these four Nuh وابراهيم وموسى وعيسى عليه السلام and Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم and in another place the saying of Allah also which seems to indicate that these five are the Ulul Azm uh, the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Shura chapter 42 verse 13 that we have legislated for you in this deen that which was commanded yani that which they have been commanded with and he mentions from amongst them Nuhan, Noah وَالَّذِي أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ and that which we have revealed to you meaning Muhammad وسلم, وَمَا وَصَّيْنَا بِهِ إِبْرَاهِيمُ وَمُوسَى وَعِيسَى عَلَيْهُمُ السَّلَامُ أَنْ الدِّينِ وَلَا تَتَفَرَّقُوا فِيهِ that you should establish the deen and not make any division in it so here again in this ayah the five are mentioned Ibrahim wa Musa wa Isa wa Nuh and the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then he says also that we believe that we must have iman specifically in the prophethood of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam confirming that which he brought and following him in that which he legislated in general and in detail And uh, there's also yeah, some comments here that perhaps yeah, should be mentioned concerning the sending of the messengers that which is in the book Al-Aqeedah or Aqeedah Ahl Sunnah Al-Jama'ah by Shaykh Muhammad Ibn Salih Uthaymeen where he says concerning this point of the belief in the sending of the prophets and messengers we believe that Allah has sent messengers to his creatures uh, giving them the good news and warning them so that they would not be any excuse for the people after the sending of the messengers this means that the sending of the prophets and messengers is so that everyone would be given the good news to obey Allah and enter the paradise and warned that those who disobey will be punished and there would be no excuse for them after the prophets and messengers have been sent which shows us that the purpose of the prophets and messengers being sent is in order to warn the people and to give them a chance to know the consequences of their actions then he says that we believe that the first of them meaning the first of the messengers is Nuh the prophet Noah whereas the first prophet is Adam the first of the messengers is Nuh and the last of them is Muhammad and this is indicated in the ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says إِنَّ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ Verily we have revealed to you meaning Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam كَمَا أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَىٰ نُوحَ Just as we sent the revelation to Nuh وَالنَّبِيِّينَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ And those prophets who came after Nuh uh, 
This indicates that the first of the messengers was Nuh and that the last of the messengers or prophets is Muhammad sallallahu indicated another ayah in the Quran مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدْ أَبَا أَحَدٍ أَبَا أَحَدٍ مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ وَلَكِنْ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَخَاطِمِ النَّبِيِّينَ That Muhammad sallallahu is not the father of any one of your men but he is the messenger of Allah and the seal of the prophet and also he says here that the best and the highest status that has been attributed to any of the prophets is to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and then in ascending order or descending order Ibrahim alayhi salam and then Musa alayhi salam and then Nuh alayhi salam and then Isa ibn Maryam alayhi salam and these are those prophets who have been mentioned in the ayat that we previously mentioned concerning the five who have been referred to as Ulul Azm uh, also, he says here that we believe that the Sharia of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is uh, contains the best of that which has been revealed to all the prophets, and it has been and given a special status uh, above the other legislations, which were for particular peoples and particular times, where the, leg- the legislation of the Sharia of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is sent for all humanity until the last day uh, and also he mentions here another important point concerning Tawheed the Tawheed uh, that we believe that all of the prophets or the messengers that they were human that they were creatures of Allah and none of them have any right to the Rububiyya or the Lordship or any aspect of rububiyya that belongs to Allah alone then he also says that we believe that all of the prophets that they were servants of Allah they were honored by Allah by being given the message or the revelation and Allah described them as servants, as slaves with the title of Ubudiyya that they were slaves and this is the highest title that anyone could be given and we see when it's used in the Quran it's mentioned in a praiseworthy manner we also believe that Allah has sealed the messengers and the messages with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he has sent him to all of humanity uh, and we also believe that his sharia or his legislation it is the deen of Islam which Allah is pleased with for all of his servants and Allah doesn't accept any religion or any way of life or any deen other than that which has been sent by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and then he mentioned some of the ayats concerning this one of them that inna al-deen and Allah al-islam that verily the religion with Allah is islam and also amongst those ayats which he mentioned is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِي غَيْرُ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا that whoever desires a deen other than islam or anything other than islam is a deen فَلَيْ يُقْبَلْ مِنْهُ and it will never be accepted from him and he will be in the next life of the losers and this is also important for us to keep in mind that the Prophet Muhammad being the last of the messengers and prophets that there is no message to come after him 
and there is no legislation to come after his legislation and all previous legislations and messages are abrogated and superseded by the revelation and the legislation of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam everyone is expected to accept it and to follow it and whoever doesn't accept it then in fact they have rejected the messages and the legislation of the previous prophets also then he makes a statement here which is a statement that has caused some controversy at least in America and perhaps some other people may also find it controversial though it is based clearly on the text of Quran and Sunnah he said that we believe or we يعني, he is speaking of himself Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih Uthaymeen Hafizahullah he said that it is his view and it is really the Islamic view that whoever claims today that there is a religion that is accepted with Allah other than the deen of Islam whether anyone claims the deen or the religion of the Jews or the religion of the Christians or any religion or way of life other than them whoever claims that any religion other than Islam is acceptable to Allah then this person is a kafir disbeliever they should be called to repent and if they repent then they would be free and if they didn't they should be killed as an apostate because they have denied the text of the Quran itself as Allah says in the Quran that the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, is the last of the messengers and his religion is the final way and no religion other than that or any way would be accepted other than that whoever denies such then that person is denied the Quran and is in fact a disbeliever okay this is يعني, the end of maybe what we can mention concerning this point uh, and finally uh, there is the last point that which I just want to say here concerning the prophets and messengers uh, that Allah never punished a people until he first sent them a prophet or a messenger to warn them and this is relevant to us in our day and time since no more prophets are going to come then Allah doesn't punish a people until a warner comes to them no prophets are going to come therefore the Muslims the inheritors of the mission of our Prophet Muhammad وسلم, are expected to warn the people it is now our mission to go to those people who no message came to to warn them and to inform them about Islam to call them to Islam success and to warn those who reject it of punishment also there is the hadith which is reported in the Musnad of Imam Ahmed and in the book Mishkat al-Masabih with the checking of Shaykh Muhammad Nasruddin al-Albani he said that the isnad or chain of narrative of this hadith is sahih in that hadith the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned the number of the prophets and messengers as is reported from Abi Dhar radiallahu anhu he said, I said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, Ya Rasulullah, Kam al-Mursaloon. How many are the messengers? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Thalathamiyah wa bid'ah ashara. That the numbers of the messengers are three hundred and some odd number. Bid'ah ashara. Bid'ah in Arabic means from three to nine. So that means that the number of those of the messengers who were sent were three hundred and 13, 14 or 15 or something like this number 
In another narration of this hadith, the narration of Abi Umama, which is more specific, he said that Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu said, O Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kam wafa what are the number of the anbiya, the prophets? And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Miyatu alf wa arba'atu wa ishruna alfan. And the number of the Anbiya, the Prophets, are 124,000. And the messengers from amongst them are 315. From amongst that 124,000. Of them are Prophets, and from amongst them there are 315 who are messengers. Uh, also, there is the mention of the ayat in the Quran with some name in Surah Al-Ali Imran, chapter 3, verse 33, the mention of Adam, Inna Allah astafa Adam, and also in Surah Hud, chapter 50, the mention of Hud, and in Surah Hud, chapter 61, the mention of Salih, and in Surah Hud, chapter 84, the mention of Shu'ayb. And in Surah Al-Anbiya, chapter 85, the mention of Ismail, Idris, the Al-Qifl. And finally in Surah Al-Fatih, the mention of Muhammad, the last of the messengers of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. These are uh, some of the prophets and messengers, and in another place, a number of 18 prophets and messengers are mentioned in one place in the Quran in Surah Al-An'am Surah Al-An'am chapter 6 verses 83 through 86 and in those ayats there's the mention of Ibrahim and the mention of Ishaq, Ya'qub, Nuh, Dawood, Sulaiman, Ayyub Yusuf, Musa, Harun, Zakaria, Yahya, Isa, Ilyas, Ismail, Al-Yafa'a, Yunus, and Lut, alayhim salam 18 prophets and messengers mentioned together. And if you add them up, you'll find that the number of those who are mentioned are 25. Four of them were prophets sent to the Arab, that is, Hud, Wasali, Washu'aib, and the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa alayhi salatu salam. Also, there's the mention of uh, in the hadith, it's mentioned in hadith, uh, mentioned by Al-Hafid ibn Kathir in Al-Bidayah and Nihayah the mention on the authority of Abu Zar radiallahu anhu uh, of Sheikh as one of the prophets يعني, that have been mentioned by name not mentioned in the Quran and Yusha ibn Noon also mentioned in Hadith 
one of the prophets not mentioned in the Quran and then the discussion of those about whom there is doubt uh, the scholars differed concerning Zulqarnain and uh, Tubba as well as Khidr as for Zulqarnain and Tubba though they are mentioned in the Quran uh, the correct opinion or the strongest opinion is that they were uh, that there is no proof that we can say that in fact they were prophets and it actually has been authentically reported from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that he said and this uh, statement is reported in the Mustadrak of Hakim and the Sunan Al-Kubra of Al-Bayhaqi and it has been declared to be Sahih in the Sahih Al-Jamiya Sahih by Shaykh Al-Bani the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where he said Ma adri I don't know if Tubba was a prophet or not. And I don't know if Dhul Qarnain was a prophet or not. So if the Messenger of Allah sallallahu said that he doesn't know for sure, we also don't know. And this is what we can mention at this time. And finally, the last point here after the mention of the angels and the prophets is the mention of the books or the revelations that were revealed and Sheikh uh, Muhammad ibn Abdurrahman al-Khumiz he says we believe in those books which were revealed by Allah Ta'ala uh, and those which we know of them by name is the Torah or Torah the Injil or Gospel Al-Zabur or Psalms, Al-Qur'an and Suhuf Ibrahim the scriptures that were revealed to the Prophet Ibrahim and these five, four including the Qur'an four of them plus the Qur'an they are all mentioned by name the Suhuf Ibrahim wa Musa is mentioned in Surah Al-A'la verses 18 and 19 the Torah and Injil is mentioned in Surah Ali Imran verses 3 and 4 the Zabur is mentioned in Surah Al-Nisa verse 163 and the Quran is mentioned in so many places so we believe in all of these books and we also believe in what has been reported either in the Quran or authentic Sunnah in detail and what has been mentioned in general concerning the divine revelations that were sent to the messengers of Allah and finally he says The messages, the messages that Allah sent them with, in the way that Allah يعني, desired of them. And finally, He mentions the ayah from Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 136: That we do not make any distinction between any of them, the prophets and messengers, and we believe in them all, 
we don't accept some and reject others as the Christians and Jews and the previous nations did but we believe in all the prophets and messengers specifically by name those which are mentioned in the Quran and Sunnah and in general those which are not mentioned by name uh, and this is the most complete way or the complete manner of Iman not like those from amongst the Jews who believed in Musa and rejected Isa or the Christians who believed in Isa and rejected Muhammad the last of the messengers alayhi Al-Imam Ibn Abil Iz in his explanation of Al-Aqeedah Al-Wasatiyah concerning the revelations or the divine revelations of the books that were sent down to the messengers he said we believe in those which are mentioned by Allah as we already mentioned uh, and we also believe in those whose names we do not know and whose number we do not know and in those books which or those revelations that were sent to the prophets which are not mentioned in the Quran nor is there any mention of them any specifically in the Sunnah as for Iman or faith in the Quran it means to confirm the Quran that it is true to follow that which is in it of commandments and prohibitions uh, which is more than what is expected from the other books and in the other revelations we believe that they are true but as for following what is in them no we follow what is in the Quran of commandments and prohibitions so that means that the Iman or faith in the Quran is different than Iman or faith in the other books and that the other books we believe that they were revealed by Allah and that they were true but as for the commandments and prohibitions in them the Quran has abrogated the previous revelations and we only follow the commandments or the prohibitions that are found in the Quran Uh, then he mentions a number of ayats in the Quran which describe the revealed books and uh, that they were guidance and truth and clarification and healing and so on and he mentions uh, from Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 136 and a number of other ayats Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih Uthaymeen concerning the revelation, the divine revelations he said that we believe that Allah has sent down to his messengers books as a proof against his creatures uh, and also as a support for those who accept it and practice it yani who follow that which came in those revelations we believe that with every messenger a revelation was sent as Allah says in the Quran لَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا رُسُلَنَا بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ وَأَنْزَلْنَا مَعَهُمْ الْكِتَابِ that we have sent messengers with clarification and we have sent down with them revelation الكتاب Then he mentioned some of those books, Ya'ani, with some detail 
the Torah, the Injil, the Bur, Suhuf Ibrahim, and the Quran. As for the previous books, those books were for their time, and that time has ended with the revelation of that which abrogated them, that is, with the revelation or the sending down of the Quran. Uh, since they were not meant to be permanent until Yawmul Qiyamah, then Allah allowed, He allowed that some corruption might come to them, change, addition or subtraction. Those books were not protected as the final revelation which was supposed to be until the end of time, that is the Qur'an, which Allah guaranteed the preservation of the Qur'an and the protection from any corruption, any change, alteration, addition or subtraction. Okay, this is uh, what we wanted to say today. Uh, from this yeah, I mean, point, point number 53, there are some questions that we passed out last week. And the questions that um, we should be able to answer from this uh, section, as mentioned here in general, we should be able to describe the angels to some extent based on the description found in the Qur'an and in the Sunnah, as we mentioned here. We should be able to mention the name of some of the angels. We mentioned a number of them, at least any five or six or seven of them we should be able to mention. I think we gave about ten or twelve names. Uh, also, how many prophets are mentioned in the Qur'an? And we also mentioned the Hadith which is insha'Allah authentic in which the Prophet ﷺ informed us not only those which are mentioned in the Qur'an but how many Prophets were sent to humanity and how many of them were messengers also who are the five Prophets referred to as Ulul Azm yani those specially selected Prophets of high status those of firm conviction and determination and according to the most strongest opinion, there are five, as we mentioned, those ayahs concerning such. The next question, name the five revealed books mentioned in the Qur'an, which we also mentioned them by name. We should be able to mention all of them. And finally, what is the ruling concerning someone who denies angels, or a prophet, or revelation? And what is the ruling? We didn't discuss this point, but and it can be understood from the fact that the truth or the reality of angels as creatures of Allah which Allah created with a certain assignment uh, in this world what is their mission uh, and their reality the reality of this is confirmed in the Quran and Sunnah what is the ruling of someone who denies such what is the ruling of someone who denies a prophet any one of them or any group of them or all of them and what is the ruling of one who denies any revelation that was sent to any of the prophets and messengers and specifically anyone who denies the Qur'an these are yani, some of the questions insha'Allah that we should be able to answer from this discussion let us stop here if there are any questions subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha ila anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk if there are any comments or questions 
or corrections. Inshallah, there's a few minutes before the adhan. Now. Now. I don't know that there is any mention of a specific name for the revelation that came to Ibrahim salam except as it's mentioned in this ayah. Suhuf means يعني, pages that are collected together and those pages that were collected together were what was revealed to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, there's a long discussion about this concerning the difference between a prophet and a messenger uh, and perhaps يعني, of those many opinions of the scholars perhaps the best of those opinions is that uh, the opinion of those scholars who said that a prophet is not necessarily sent with a new sharia or law or legal code but a prophet may come after a previous prophet and implement or enforce the Sharia of the previous Prophet before him. Whereas a messenger uh, is sent to his people with a Sharia for his time and for his people. Some of the scholars said that a Prophet uh, is one, yani Nabi, Nabuwa means that revelation came to him, but not necessarily he was not necessarily sent to a nation to warn them whereas Rasul the, the meaning of Rasul Risala it means one who is sent with a message to deliver the message يعني, perhaps the difference here is that a prophet or Nabi is one who receives revelation whereas a Rasul not only received revelation but also was commanded to deliver that message there are many opinions and perhaps يعني, these differences are the best of what has been mentioned in the arguments of the scholars who يعني, uh, try to explain what is the difference between a prophet and a messenger and as far as I know there's no text specific clear text in the Quran or Sunnah which clearly makes a distinction between the prophets and messengers uh, and perhaps this is the best of what I have heard that um, every a messenger is also a prophet, but not every prophet is a messenger. And every messenger receives revelation. But in addition to receiving revelation, he is also assigned with the task of delivering that message to the people, whereas every prophet may not have been sent to deliver a message. Yani, for example, the prophet Adam السلام, is not mentioned in the Qur'an as those who were sent to a nation. Allah says in the Qur'an that we sent you, meaning Muhammad وسلم, and Nuh and those after him. After Nuh is the prophets or messengers who came after him and Adam is before him, not included in those who were sent. So it seems to suggest, this ayah seems to suggest that uh, the sending of messengers started with Nuh and that's why some of the scholars as Shaykh Uthaymeen said here that the first of the messengers is Nuh whereas in fact Adam was a prophet before Nuh 
that's not a messenger. So not every, yani every prophet is not necessarily a messenger, but every messenger yani is a prophet as well as a messenger. And yani that's the best of what I know of this uh, issue. <laughs> now. I don't know. <laughs> really, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, that requires some uh, investigation to examine any, the texts that are available to us to see, but really, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and it means, you can say news or information that is sent or that is given to someone that is given to the Prophet now newscast <laughs> they say that in Arabic language but of course in the Quran in the technical language it means the news means the information or the information, the knowledge that Allah gives, that Allah sends to the people through the Prophet. It can be the news or the information or the knowledge about the previous nations, what happened to the people of the past as a warning. And it, it could also be the news of that which is going to come in the future, the fact that there's going to be revelation, uh, not revelation, I mean uh, that there's going to be resurrection and that there's going to be judgment and there's going to be paradise and hellfire as mentioned in uh, some of the scholars of Tafsir said in Suratul Azim. what is it that they are asking about? it is about Al-Naba Al-Azim the great news or information some of the scholars of Tafsir said this means the news or the information about the resurrection and the judgment day so it could be of the previous nations how they were destroyed for disobedience as well as the fact that all people will be resurrected and called to account for their actions in this world no comments uh, I mean no questions from the sisters <laughs> please any other comments on the brothers or questions? Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk A'udhu billahi minash rajim بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم